the book of Exodus chapter 3 from verse 1. The Bible says, Meanwhile, Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, leading the flock across the desert. He came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in fire, flaming out of a bush. As he looked on, he was surprised to see that the bush, though on fire, was not consumed. So Moses decided, I must go over to look at this remarkable sight and see why the bush is not burnt. When the Lord saw him coming over to look at it more closely, God called out to him from the bush, Moses, Moses, he answered, here I am. God said, come no nearer, remove the sandals from your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I am the God of your father continued, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God, the word of the Lord. <coughs> Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Thank you for this word you have given us. We pray that you may open our spiritual eyes to see what you want to teach us. Open our hearts, Lord, to understand what you want to teach us and that it may transform us from inside out. Help us to fix our eyes on you, to focus our mind to you and to learn something new for the greater glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, it is very interesting because there are a few key things that we look at. We are going to look at one of them is the fact that Moses, at this point in time, he was leading the flock across the desert. Not his flock, but the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro. And he was leading the flock across the desert. Later on, this will be the same desert that is going to lead the Israelites across on the way to Canaan. And then um, the angel of the Lord appears to him and he looked on and he decided to go over and to look closely. And it is when he walked closer that God called him from the bush, from the burning bush. And it was at that point that when God called him, he warned him not to go any nearer, but there was something that he was meant to do because the place he was standing was holy, divine God. 
chose that moment and that place to bring his holiness into that ground and to call Moses a sinner from that place and he was asked to remove his sandals and it was after he removed his sandals that the Lord revealed himself deeper to Moses I am the God of your father and he continued the God of Isaac and Jacob and then the next thing followed the assignments as to why he was calling him and as to what he intended or wanted him to do it is very interesting when you think about um, this verse this uh, chapter think about the story of Moses at this point in time of his life when he had actually ran away from what he had done in Egypt and he was just doing his day job you know taking care of his father-in-law's flock and he must have been happy to do so because um, we don't see anything negative. He seemed to get on with whatever he was doing. And it was at the, mo- at the moment when he was busy doing what? Um, taking care of this flock. Like he was busy doing something that the Lord appeared to him. And it happened in a very, very, uh, probably short span of time and very systematic way. And um, it was a very unusual thing that happened that there was a burning bush. And probably um, if he wasn't keen enough, he would have ignored that burning bush and just go on with taking care of the flock but it would not pass by him because this was his season so the season upon which the lord had predestined him to step into his purpose and calling had to come to fulfillment and the reason being um, we are not in charge of our lives but God is, you know, and it doesn't matter what we have to do, what many jobs or different kind of probably jobs that we do in life, but there is one particular thing that each one of us has been created to pursue, to do, and that is what our purpose, what leads us to do that very thing we are created is becomes our purpose and Moses we are not told that he was uh, maybe kneeling down praying waiting on God or just maybe just sitting and looking up but he was doing something he was busy doing something and probably that is one of the characteristics upon which uh, and why 
God would have called him because he was very busy doing something, taking care of somebody's flock. So he wanted somebody who was going to be busy, you know, not lazy, busy taking care of his own flock, sheep, the uh, children of Israel. So when he was searching for someone because he said, I have heard my people's cry, that is verse 7. When he went to look for someone to call, he went to look for someone who was busy. So it also means that he had to come out of something. He had to leave something that he was doing. So it wasn't like he was jobless. He had a job. He had to leave his day job to go and do God's job. So he has to to trade in. It's like just the story of Christmas, really. He had to let go of his dream and to trade his dream for the glory of God. It sounds like Mary here who was just going on with her life and since the angel appeared, her life was completely transformed and she had to trade her life and whatever she had imagined her life would be in order to do what the angel had said that the lord had chosen her to be the mother of jesus and of course that was not something easy but she said yes now both of them both of uh, moses was busy doing something mary was at that time when the angel appeared she was already in the temple had lost parents and she was busy doing her thing you know and um, the angel appeared telling her that she was chosen for something greater uh, Moses sees a burning bush in a very unusual way Mary gets a visitation of angel Gabriel at a very unusual moment time a season of her life you know she was betrothed to Joseph at that point in time and gets this message and immediately things start happening she did not know what to imagine or what to expect and the same as Moses you know something just happens within no time a burning bush goes closer and things start changing like gets into a new season and everything seems to really change so fast that there was really no control over what was going on it is because it was a divine orchestrated moment of their lives both of them and as much as this uh, is similar to the story of Christmas you see Jesus the time of Jesus to be born was a moment like no other and uh, the fact that there was no room at the inn did not mean that he had to be delayed to be born until a room was available because divinely speaking it would have been possible but it had to happen the way it did you know and the greater purpose and the greater reason was what we know today that 
he came to a world so hollow so hollow and so so cold not even to receive him he was rejected he was meant to go through rejection so that he can heal all our rejection so the story of christmas is like no other god leaves his divinity and comes into our humanity appears in a season a moment and in a way that doesn't seem probably appealing or divine and whatever we see we might not think it amounts to anything you know just like the time that Mary and Joseph were looking for a place you know at the inn and they couldn't get because even those who are there were blinded but you see this is not Joseph walking out there so why are we talking about this now it is because this is what the Lord requires of us to remind ourselves and to have our hearts open because when David talked about Psalms 130 and uh, we are going to read it and he says out of the depths I cry to you O Lord answer my prayer it is a very interesting psalm uh, he says out of the depths I call to you Lord hear my cry May your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, mark our sins, Lord, who can stand? But with you is forgiveness, and so you are revered. I wait with longing for the Lord. My soul waits for his word. My soul looks for the Lord more than sentinels for daybreak. More than sentinels for daybreak. Let the Israel look for the Lord. For with the Lord is kindness, with him is full redemption. And God will redeem Israel from all their sins. Praise God. You see, this is a psalm about um, prayer for pardon and mercy. And it is a very interesting psalm. Because it is just a reminder of what Jesus is coming to do. When you think about Christmas, he's coming to be born. He's, he's a savior. So he's coming, he has to be born and then save us. You know from sin you know and it is the action that God is doing you know can only be referred to as mercy because whatever God did by allowing his son to be born and to suffer to go through all that suffering so that we can receive and partake of this salvation can only be an act of mercy. Now, the challenge is when we recognize what Jesus came to do, what he did on the cross of Calvary, what do we do? We receive him. However, salvation is not communal, it is personal. And it is personal because at the end of the day, we all know Jesus died, yes, but it has to be a personal encounter in our hearts with him. 
we know both in the story of Moses that we just read he saw a burning bush he was going on with his life so a burning bush and then he decided to go and see what is going on to look and then he moved closer and then when he he went closer God spoke to him and said don't come near take off your shoes and he obeyed and did it and from that moment then the Lord revealed himself so he had to look and decide and go closer nearer to the burning bush and then listen to the voice of God in obedience to the voice of God adhere to what the Lord said and that means at the end of the day his heart was open take off his sandals take off all the baggage probably he could have been carrying in his heart in his mind well it looks okay the bible talks about sandals but when we think about it in our day we apply it in our day-to-day um lives we can imagine probably it could be or it could mean that thing that seems so insignificant in our lives but is a burden on our shoulder or it's so important that we cannot live without there's nothing important than god everything else will pass away but the word will remain jesus is the living word so he should be the most important thing but most of the the times we consider other things as of more priority than him so we feel or it could be those expectations those dreams in our lives those plans you know the views we have in our hearts and probably even that which doesn't seem to make sense with our own uh, human eyes but before god that thing it is crucial he is looking for obedience not for us to make sense and meaning of everything that happens to us or we go through in life and it is definitely that obedience that costs god to reveal himself even though he did not understand why does he have to take off his sandals probably there were thorns or you know whatever else would have been in the bush and he did it why would god choose that place at that moment and to make it a holy ground and then to tell him is a holy ground his faith was tested did he believe it yes because he did exactly what he was asked now uh, i see mary going through the same thing the angel appears with a very heavy message and they go through the conversation and she seemed to believe what the angel said because when you read when you read the gospel of luke and that is chapter 1 verse 37 she said for nothing would be impossible for god and then she said behold i'm the handmaid of the lord may it be done to me according to your word then the angel departed from her they had a very long conversation we read from verse 26 
but by the time the angel was leaving Mary had already surrendered just like Moses we saw in the Old Testament and both of these two people have been called for a very very great task and it did not maybe um, seem significant at the time when these conversations were starting but the significance of it would be seen in the days and the years to come in both stories probably if human beings were to be consulted they would have disqualified both of them for reasons well known to the human family you know uh, maybe for Moses would have been no he killed someone in Egypt in fact he ran away no he's not I mean he's too old whatever it is he had whatever can be said and probably for yeah he was also Moses was a stammerer actually and maybe for Mary to be said oh she's too young she doesn't know anything I mean how it cannot be and whatever else can be said truth of the matter is God is the one who calls and he qualifies those that he calls he qualifies those that he calls because whatever it is that he requires to be done can only be done by him through the ones that he calls so in both of these two stories which are very interesting we see the application of Psalms 130 where the most important thing is to make sure that the heart is empty of everything that would hold back us not to be able to make the right decision or to say yes when called into a task by the Lord. Every day of our lives the Lord presents to us opportunities for us to be able to advocate his will and his purpose through us. However, because of our shortcomings or nothingness, our weaknesses, our sins, probably our expectations, our views, our um, you know um, assumptions. We tend to not have any um, room in our hearts for Him to be able to write a new story through us to the world. And we know Jesus is coming to not just save us from the sin of Adam and Eve or the sins we live in or the sins in our lives, but he is the eternal God. So his salvation crosses over this world. So even um, he will save us even from 
eternal damnation. His desire is for us to be with him. So it is a journey. It doesn't end here. And then um, the other most important thing is when he talks about out of the depths, out of the depths, I call to you, Lord, hear my cry. You see, and it says, I wait with longing for the Lord. My soul waits for his word. My soul waits for his word. The presence of God is drawn to us when we have an expectant faith, an expectant waiting of his word to be applicable in our lives. Jesus is the living word. Waiting with longing for the Lord is what draws his presence to become a reality in our lives in a very, very powerful way. So as we continue on this season to prepare ourselves for Christmas, to prepare ourselves for the coming of the Lord, to be born in our hearts, it is a good season to probably meditate and um, look into our hearts and pray that the Lord helps us to know whatever it is that could be holding us back, that could be a stumbling block from us being able to grow into this longing and to wait for him that he may help us to be able to have our hearts washed by his blood of anything that is in our hearts that is not meant to be there because he dwells in our hearts. He is greater in us. And if he dwells in our hearts, then means anything else that would be dwelling in our hearts would not be of his so he needs to occupy every space in our heart and thus the heart will will be filled with his presence his love the soul will be united to him thus intimacy with God and from that point, then the Lord will cause his power, his saving grace to be manifested in us powerfully so that we can become witnesses of his goodness, witnesses of his faithfulness, witnesses that he died and rose again, that he is the resurrected Lord, that he is alive today witnesses that he is the living word made flesh and just like he manifested himself in a very powerful way in the life of Moses when he took off his sandals and decided to lay off and to let go of anything 
that would hold him back in obedience to be able to let go and he also got to listen to him and to know him well that we may get to experience him so that we can know him well so that in each and everything that we engage ourselves in then we will be guided by him we will have a deeper knowledge of who he is and what he intends to do in us and through us because if he is a stranger to us then it becomes difficult to be able to advocate of what he desires or requires but if we get to know him then it becomes easy for us to be able to advocate what he requires of us and to do every task that he requires of us so may the lord help us to grow in this season as we wait on him that we may be transformed inside out for his glory and that as we trade our dreams for his glory we may not hold on to that which is perishable but hold on to him who is eternal and it also means to have undivided trust in God by letting off what we hold dear according to our own standards so that he may be glorified in our life let us pray father in the mighty name of Jesus we honor you thank you for your word lord thank you for teaching us something new thank you for helping us to understand your word and what you require of us to learn in this season you prepare ourselves for christmas help us lord jesus to be able to grasp every word you have spoken and everybody who will be listening to this podcast lord i pray that you may help them to able to grasp what you intend of them so that when we offer our hearts to you that so that we may allow you to occupy every room in our hearts and grow in the longing of our soul to you lord you may be born in our hearts and so we can dwell in you forever in Jesus name we pray with thanksgiving Amen in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit